Hey, Blockheads. DM Mitch here to tell you about the awesome new Block Party Podcast Network store. Check out items like a DMB t-shirt, a Kiss the Food Mage hoodie, a Geek Wars phone case, and many more. Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash DMS underscore block or simply go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com and click on the store tab. Thanks, as always, for supporting our show. And now, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we focus on the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game. The only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the ego of all the people at the table. I'm DM Andrew. And I'm DM Mitch. You've often heard about the discussion of Mac versus PC, but tonight (laughs) we're going to be talking about player characters. PC versus PC. Who will win? Well, let's find out on tonight's episode. Before we get into that discussion, Mitch, you have some five-star reviews for us, don't you? Yes, I do. The first one comes from Bozo M and is entitled, Awesome Source of Ideas. Just started listening, and so far, episode 19 is my favorite. Oh my gosh, wow, I love water-based stuff, and that was a helpful episode that I will be referring to again and again. Keep up the great work, and I'll keep listening to you during traffic. Thank you so much, Bozo M. Appreciate that. I know that's definitely got to be the first appearance of Rich Howard, so I'm glad that you enjoyed that episode. Our review comes from Be Born Bitter. How did I find myself here? I have never played D&D or any RPG. My only experience was looking through what I guess was a monster manual when I was in elementary school over 25 years ago. This shouldn't be my most anticipated podcast, but it is. Every week, the DM block sends my imagination off in fantastical directions. While driving or at work, I have created amazing characters and gone on countless quests, all in my mind. Thanks for helping me lift those mental weights. My mental muscles are absolutely shredded. Like all sinewy with cool metal with cool mental veins all over them. Thank you so much, Be Born Bitter, for that awesome review. We're glad that you're you're that you're shredded and you are ready to lift more mental weights. And without any further ado, let's head into the meat. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? The flat meat back on the menu, boys. So for the meat today, as we had discussed, we are going to be talking about what happens when two PCs get into a argument, a fight, whether that is discussion based or whether that is the harder version to DM for if it becomes a combat fight. How do you appropriately handle that as a DM? So I I guess the first thing to talk about is, Andrew, have you had much experience with this at, at your table? Have you had PCs getting into fights? Yeah, some level of bickering, but nothing serious. Although one time I I was running a character who was about to get obliterated by another PC, but fortunately <laughs> the rest of the fortunately the rest of the party actually all stepped in on my behalf. Nice, which was uh, 
quite fortuitous because I was a wizard and he was a fighter. <laughs> and you know what? That's a good point, too, because I, I think that the hope as a DM is that you have a good group of players that they're going to be able to work it out as themselves as PCs and even help each other out, even if they are not the ones who are in the middle of the fight. Uh, for me, I've definitely had it happen with various degrees. I know that it has come down a lot to people creating characters that are so vastly different. It's come down to um, having different alignments at the table. And the the hardest situations is when it comes down to players at the table who don't always get along and thus their PCs are butting their heads constantly. And so I think the first thing to ask yourself if two PCs are getting into a fight is, is this fight an appropriate fight? Is this something that should be resolved in character? Is this something that is a fight that is about something in character? Or is this something beyond the table? Is this between two PCs? Is that really what it's about? Or is it about two players who are fighting? And that's not what we want a appropriate fight to be about. That's not an appropriate fight. Yeah, another thing, too, is uh, definitely to watch out for there is if it's skewed. Like, one player is perfectly comfortable with having his character get into a fight, and the other character, the other player, is not at all. So one's not taking it personal, and the other is, and they might not understand the difference they're in. Yeah, that's a good point. It might be that one person at the table is looking to have some sort of conflict because personally, I think that conflict between characters, when done with a, the right group of people, with people who are mature enough and also uh, who are uh, mature enough with role-playing enough, can have a conflict between their PCs, and it can progress the story, it can progress character development, and it can be a great thing. But you're right, like there might be somebody at the table who is looking for that because maybe for all, even all the right reasons that they're like, well, I'm starting this conflict because what I want to do is I want this conflict to be worked out. So we come out of the fire better than before. But if they're trying to start that with a, with a player at the table, who's not feeling comfortable with doing that, then that's probably not an appropriate fight. There's probably something as a DM that you want to be looking out for and try to, work it out in a different manner. Yeah, another thing to think about, too, is is what's the reason for the conflict even to occur? You know, is it meant to keep the storyline moving along, or are they just bickering? You know, does it become like, a, oh, I'm stronger than you kind of discussion, or are they actually trying to be in character? You know, I think a lot of times bullying at the table is a weak excuse for role-playing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just a tough, mean guy, so I'm going to mouth off to my teammates. Well, you know, that's not necessarily always the case. You can be tough and strong without having to, you know, pick fights with your party members. Yeah, I think that any kind of argument or fight between PCs that is one PC trying to force another PC to it's my way or the highway. Like we're in a dungeon and we have a couple options to do. And it's like, if you don't do this, then I will pull out my ax and I will fight you. And then we can fight and whoever wins, that's the way we go. Uh, kind of strong arming other people. That is not, I would say an appropriate mm -hmm. thing to be happening as far as fights. 
all of this is to be said that it does matter the maturity level of the players at the table. If this is something that every single person is okay with, the strong arming and everything, I suppose go for it. But as a DM, you want to be sure that you're not just thinking, oh, everybody's okay with it. You want to be 100% sure if that's the case because that's not something you want people walking away from the table, not coming back next week because they felt like they weren't able uh, to actually enjoy role-playing their character and actually make decisions. It would be valuable to, early on as a DM, establish a bit of a meta conversation of you know saying like, okay, are your are your characters okay with this happening between you two? Are you as players okay with this happening? You know, try to try to have more of a dialogue to catch it before it starts to become a problem. You know, so if you see that there's some bullying, you just straight up address it. Say, okay, are you the player fine with this happening, or are you the character okay with this happening? So, you know, honestly, I'm not against using DM Fiat when it comes to these kinds of things, because, you know, the game is a cooperative game, and everyone should be enjoying themselves, unless, you know, someone wants to go full-out Pierce from Community. (laughs) Um, There's really no reason for a game to become hostile uh, when you're refereeing it. So you should have the right to be able to say, all right, guys, let's, let's not go down this road. Yeah, I think that there are definitely moments and 2PC is getting into an argument that you, if you see that it's going beyond the PCs into the players and the players are getting frustrated, it's an appropriate time to hit pause and talk about it in a metagamey sense and say, all right, guys, we need to work this out. As people playing a game, we need to all have a respect for each other. Every time I play with players at my table, personally, I consider everybody who sits at the table to be my friend. Most of the time, it's the case for everybody at the table, but there have been times where certain players are on my table, although they consider me a friend, don't necessarily consider the other person a friend. That's where you need to watch out and be careful that even if somebody doesn't say oh that guy's a good friend of mine that they're still respecting them at the table that they're still trying to have it be like you said a cooperative experience even in an evil campaign even in a mixed alignment campaign it's still a cooperative experience and you need to make sure that that is something that is stated i think yeah don't 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 let certain excuses dominate bad behavior bad etiquette really because i mean oh we're in an evil campaign so i'm gonna act like a complete jerk well you know evil villains tend to get stuff done together then they're not all solo commando you know or oh my character is chaotic evil so he would totally do this to another player while they're sleeping like yeah you can use all of those as excuses but really you as the player are in charge of your character's actions regardless of what you want to use as a shield so you know just some common decency and don't hide behind oh it's what my character would do because that's just not fun i think we've kind of covered a lot of like what is an inappropriate type of fight between pcs Mm -hmm. what would be an appropriate type of fight between pcs when is it like something that as the dm you should be completely fine with you should let it play out even maybe even encourage it what is a appropriate fight i would think uh basically when the storyline is starting to kind of converge in different directions and characters are naturally taking positions that would be antagonistic towards one another you know, like maybe they're, you know, the party is like, hey, we need to go defeat this evil wizard and 
one of the characters is like, well, no, I'm actually serving the evil wizard. I think that should play out because there's a strong story behind it. And I think everyone can agree, well, when you make these choices, hey, whatever happens is going to happen. And that's what makes from a far more interesting story. You know, it's not just pointless bickering. It's it's meant to actually really kind of do some of your job as a DM for you by letting a player kind of become a little bit more antagonistic. I think that's fine. I, I see fights breaking out between PCs, at, especially at two different levels of a campaign. One would be at the very beginning of a campaign yes. where PCs are just starting to meet each other. And sometimes a campaign is throwing characters together that normally wouldn't be together to work together towards a common goal. And so during that starting stage, you might have characters not knowing each other well, butting heads because they don't know, know each other well and they see differently. They have different worldviews. And I think that conflict at this level, PCs fighting at this level, is something that can be appropriate with the caveat that the PCs should be through the players looking for this to happen, building their characters in a direction that does, through conflict, bring them closer together. That's a lot of the times how characters end up becoming good friends in different stories that we either watch in movies or read in books, is that a lot of the times, sometimes the best friends in, in stories start off just can't stand each other and through like having conflict with each other or other conflict uh, being brought for them to have to work together. That is where they are melded together into good friends or at the very least good teammates. And honestly, as a, as a DM, I don't think as a DM, you often need to even be the one to incite certain conflicts like that. A lot of times the PCs can come up with them on their own, yes. <laughs> but there should be this understanding that, this is a cooperative game. We're going to be playing this campaign together. Conflict can be good. Just make sure that you're working towards your characters being stronger together, not trying to break up this beginning group that we need to, we need to keep going guys. If we're going to constantly be bickering, that's not a good thing. Hey, you know what? We can actually bring in some real life conflict resolution, like principles into this and say, you know, good conflict resolution is us looking at the problem and trying to solve it, even though we might not agree on the same way to solve the problem. Mm. You know, bad conflict resolution is when I say, you're the problem. And so in order to solve this issue, we have to take care of you. So it's kind of like, maybe you can just encourage them to keep thinking like, okay, you guys are perfectly free to disagree about what the problem is or how to solve the problem. But once you start kind of, pointing at each other as the problem, then things start getting out of hand. So obviously, like I said, I think the beginning of a campaign is usually a point where conflict arises between certain characters. Um, I've definitely seen it because of, like I said, players creating characters that are just so different and uh, just have mm -hmm. different worldviews. The other time that I think that good conflict can happen is later on in the campaign when the hope being these PCs have become a well-knit group and they are they work together good. Hopefully they are consider themselves more than just partners, but friends at this point. 
and later on in the campaign, there may be some really difficult decisions, and that can make when two PCs get into an argument, that can make it really a interesting and a great role-playing experience because if these two PCs consider themselves to be good friends, but they're just put in a place of strong disagreement, I think that can come up with some really great role-playing through conflict. And hopefully at that point, it's not about two players just trying to strong arm each other, but it's about two PCs trying to work through their conflict because they care about each other. Yeah, and, and the real fun there is that you as a GM, you have so many opportunities once you kind of see what the makeup of the group looks like and how players react to create these types of conflict, you know, to plant those seeds or, or even just outright bring in elements that will cause these conflicts as maybe this is a piece of the game. Like, okay, today's game is going to be one decision that I know four players are going to disagree on how to handle and we'll see how it rolls. And I think that that definitely works way better as the game has progressed. Once stakes exist to tie the players into why they're doing what they're doing, you know, the higher the stakes, the easier it is, I think, to make conflict constructive. <laughs> and I think that at the beginning of the campaign, if those conflicts are dropped on the PCs where it's like, oh, the DM is putting something in that we're going to completely disagree with, <laughs> you have a much stronger chance that some PC through their player is going to say, well, if you don't agree with me and draws their sword, then let's just do battle over it. Um, and <laughs> that is something that can go completely awry. But the hope being that if you're doing this sessions into the campaign, that they're not easily going to pull out a sword and say, well, then let's, let's do battle for it. You're going to do this over my dead body. <laughs> like, that's not something I feel like once the players have established their PCs as a well-oiled group that it's going to happen as freely. I think that if you reach a, cer a certain point in the, in the game, in the campaign, where there are sufficient enough stakes and, you know, weapons are drawn, I think that can actually go very well if everyone can handle, you know, the consequences of it, you know. I think, you know, early on in the, like the you know, game one, oh, let's all attack each other because I disagree with this or, you know, that doesn't make for much drama between like, you know, 10 sessions in, you're at the lair of the big bad, you have a serious conflict going on and someone decides to say, you know, hey, you know, I, I believe in this so much, I'm going to actually fight for it is way different. It is way different than just a, a petty bar brawl at the beginning because they're trying to decide how to fight the giant spiders. I think that's the key there is that if it happens later on in the campaign, it should have more weight to it because it, it hopefully won't be over little petty things. But if somebody is willing to do that, it means that it's for something like you said, super important. And that I think brings us to one of the big discussions and the, the hardest, I think discussions here is what if that happens in your campaign? What if, two PCs are in an argument that in the end, the PCs decide that the way that it has to be resolved is through actual combat. This can be something as a DM that's really difficult because you 
I think most DMs probably, for the most part, want to shy away for, from this. But if you have two PCs, and this is, I think, the key, two PCs who are being run by players who both of the players say, no, we are okay with this, that they're not steaming red in the face from anger because they're actually having a good role-playing experience. This is something that they both are mature enough to handle. I think as a DM, this can be at point something that you go, okay, we're going to have two PCs throw down here. So Andrew, what are your thoughts on having two PCs throw down, do combat? As a DM, is there any sort of preliminary like, all right, guys, here's how it's going to go for you like when, when you're a DM, or do you just throw them in and just say, all right, cool, let's do this? I would wager to say, like, hey, if you guys are interested in attacking each other and whatnot, go on ahead. But I, I think where my main hang-up is with allowing players to just get straight up into fights with each other, you know, through actual combat, is the, the element of luck that plays into most game systems. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you you know you're slave to the to the dice. Whatever the dice say goes, and so when you're playing, you know, with the GM, that's kind of there's a buffer because the GM's not actively trying to kill you, no matter what you might say to yourself. It's the elements and everything, and and luck is meant to kind of work as the uncertain elements that make up for the story. So the GM has a partial level of control. The player has a partial level of control. When you take it to player versus player in straight-up combat, luck plays way more into it. And it's no longer against the elements, because as the GM, you are essentially the elements. It's actually against a specific player. And so, you know, one terrible roll can leave can cause you know major effects in the party and can leave you feeling less than satisfied or frustrated or grumbling afterwards so you know a straight out outright you know melee no i don't know i don't think it would be satisfying to the party because at the end of the day there's there's too much of that role element to it so basically what you're saying is if this happened in your group you think that you would do it other than here we're going to actually roll dice you would do it in a different manner i think i would probably have them settle it narratively and whatever you guys can agree to for this narrative. That way no one's feeling upset because, hey, I just critted you on the first roll. That is a interesting way to approach that. Now, here's my question to you. What if you have two players that say, we appreciate that, but we and they both, neither of them look angry, but they both say, uh, we would like to actually roll this out. We'd actually like to have combat happen. Uh, the question would come down to how much of the game is this going to be taking up? Like, if you're going to just do a couple rounds and, you know, whoever draws blood first, that's fine. But if you guys, because, I mean, players are sticky as all get up when it comes to survivability and turn order. So we might have two guys take up, what, the next 30, 40 minutes fight, fighting against each other? I'm not sure. Well, I think maybe that's part of the caveat of, you know, with there being other players at the table saying, okay, if this is going to happen, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to have you guys take five minutes a turn deciding what you're going to do. We're going to run this. We're going to run this quick. Uh, I don't want to be sitting here. Nobody else wants to be sitting here waiting hour, an hour and a half for this to finish. And to say, you both agree to this? Yes? Okay. Then, then we can move on. 
I think for me personally, I would also just make sure that both players do, even if they look like they are totally handling it maturely, just saying, are we both okay with whatever outcome comes out here? Are we both go or like, is everybody here? We're good. There's no anger here. This is for role playing. Everybody's happy with this going this way. Cause if not, then I would rather as the DM say, let us move in a different direction. Or like you said, Andrew say, Hey, let's, um, I'm going to have you guys take turns of narratively, narr- narratively describing this and then maybe as the DM kind of come in and finish it out with narrative. But I think if both players are okay with it, I have had it happen in game where both players have wanted to move that way and have done it in a mature way and have ended the night shaking each other's hand with a smile on their face because they've decided that that was the point that their characters had come to, but that it was all in fun, all in good role playing, that that was the way that happened. I think it's important to make sure that you are careful with the way that you play combat. I know as a DM, if a player handed me an inspiration token and said, I want to do this awesome thing to fight the monster, to do this, and maybe you'll let me do double damage or this and that, I'm much more open to that when it's a monster, and I'm not going to let that happen if it's a PC versus PC battle, because that's just skewing the scales. Well, it depends if your favorite is asking you for help or not. (laughs) It depends on how much candy, (laughs) if there's money with that inspiration token. (laughs) (laughs) Like a $5 bill under it. (laughs) Yes. And I think that it's important to also just have a firm grasp of this is how we've been playing so this is how we're going to call it but it's a difficult position i've been in uh, as the dm when if this happens that it's like you need to make a rules call and you want to make that rules call as unbiased as possible and you want to make sure that your players know that it's as unbiased as possible yeah that, that's a tough one because you know as the main function of the gm is to interpret and, and follow the rules i think generally when it comes down to it use table consensus that way you're not completely you know singling anyone out just say okay guys here's the options you know does it give plus five damage here or no we'll just take a vote at the table real quick who thinks yes no i think that would help immensely for those kinds of things (laughs) and at least they wouldn't be angry just at you (laughs) exactly share the rage that's the main point here (laughs) share the load (laughs) oh gosh Here's here's the final question I would say. If there is combat between two PCs, if a fight goes to combat and combat is happening, two PCs are exchanging blows, where do you end up? Can a PC kill a PC at your table ever? Is that ever an option? Why or why not? What are your thoughts, Andrew? Well, my my first thought is actually it kind of makes me think of Burning Wheel. Burning Wheel has this thing where you can you you essentially state what your desired outcome is at the beginning of an exchange, whatever it is. So you actively say what you're trying to do. So I think in a PC versus PC situation, you should probably have that like, okay, well, what is your goal in the combat? 
so that we can you can know from the beginning. Yes. Like, oh yeah, I'm actually trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that way you're not like, okay, when are they gonna wind down? And then he just, you know, he just decapitates his ally, and you're like, what? <laughs> I guess I need to handle that now. Oh, he's at zero. Um, you do a heal check, right? No, I stab him. <laughs> yeah, I systematically dismember him. <laughs> no, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna hey say hey yeah let's fight to the death here and that's clearly something you guys are both going for okay i mean can't stop you at that point if if you're really ready to go for it it is drastic it is intense but it's also you know it's a dangerous world people die so how the party will react to you murdering one of your allies probably won't bode well for you and i should hope they would treat you the same that you would treat your teammate but (laughs) as a gm i say let the dice fall where they do i love your point of Let's establish goals from the beginning to ask in a metagaming sense, like I as a DM want to know what is your character going for here? And then to hear a player say, well, I'm just trying to bring him to his knees. And then personally, I want to like almost like reach out an olive branch and, and bring about peace. And hopefully that will further what I'm trying to get across. Or if they just strictly say, um, I believe in the actions I'm taking, this person is standing against them. I don't want to kill them, but this is what my goal is. To understand that at the beginning is good. Now, that being said, I think that it's good to also have your players realize whatever they say at the beginning doesn't have to be whatever they decide at the end. That's true. A PC that wants to kill another PC in battle through hopefully what I like to have in a dramatic battle like this there should be words exchanged i believe like between the pcs as they're fighting maybe not maybe that's the drama of it that they're fighting without words but if there are words maybe halfway through that battle a player looks at you and says my goal has changed i no longer want to kill him or her i want this now but i think knowing the goal is something that allows you as the dm to plan better and judge better the situation i think that with the thing that you talked about at the beginning andrew of this can be something at the end of a campaign where some big problem is brought up that two pcs see totally different viewpoints and if if two pcs are willing enough and believe so highly in their worldview that they're to stand up and say it's time to do battle Honestly, that battle could be a they shake hands at the beginning and say, I love you. I love you, brother. But you know that this has to happen before battle. And two players might go into this going, this is great. Like whatever happens, we're at the end of the campaign. One of us is going to win. One of us is going to lose. But this isn't a hatred thing. This is a we just are two different people who see two different outcomes here. And I think if that's something that both players are able to say, no, I think um, this is the appropriate action, that death is the the final result, but they're both able to walk away and say, that was great, that was good. It was tragic, but that was good. I think that can be an appropriate death. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to like campaign ending, or not campaign ending, but the end of a campaign, 
the consequences of death are actually significantly lower. It's like your favorite TV series when you're watching the series finale and you know there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. Like, they can kill as many characters as they like. It doesn't actually have the same impact as if it were mid-season, you know, you know, three seasons ago. So the impact and I think the insult behind it is, is lessened a lot. And so I think that can make some, for some very fine cinematic types of ending. Personally, my favorite stories usually end with the main character or like a beloved character dying because death is powerful. Mm-hmm. And when I play a, a PC in a story, if I know it's going to be the end of the campaign, personally, I if I see an opportunity to die a heroic death, I'm going to be completely fine with it because, and like you said, the insult is no longer there. Like, it's like, I don't have to worry about creating a new character after this. Like it's my character like died believing in what he believed, standing up for what he believed in. Um, and that even can come down to two PCs getting into a battle together and it can be quite poetic. I think the thing that, as we've said, you want to keep just watch out for is this should, I think, be a last resort. And it should be something that both parties need to be OK with. I've had a part in a campaign before where it came down to character conflict and it was early on in the in the campaign. And rather and I actually won a combat uh, against another PC, but I didn't want to kill another person's PC. And so this was a difficult decision for me, but I decided to have my player because it seemed like this wasn't going to go in a way that these two PCs were going to get along. I decided to have my player walk off into the sunset instead of doing a death because I, yeah, as a D as a DM, I didn't, and I wasn't DM then, but I was like, PCs are important to their players. And I felt more at peace with doing that than with killing another PC. And maybe if you are a player in a campaign, like that's something that you can see as a viable option. And then I just created another character that was different and got along with this crazy group a little bit better. What you do there is you do you do the long con, roll a new character, and then murder that same player in his sleep. <laughs> Become <laughs> Be like, boom, you thought you were getting away. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you Game of Thrones it like Arya Stark and you rip off a mask. <laughs> And you're the same character. Oh, yes. Gosh. Uh, yeah. But but like, I think that that's something that is important, that if you have players that are always looking out for the other players as well, that's going to take the stress out of these kind of situations. Because even when it comes down to mm-hmm. PC versus PC, combat between PCs, and even the death of a PC, the hope is that the players at the table are all doing all of this, looking out for each other, and in the end, having fun with each other. Yeah, you know, it's it's most important that whatever happens is left at the table. Like, hey, these are the events that we are all working together to create a story. That the burden of telling the tale isn't strictly on the DM, but is a responsibility that everyone carries. And with having that knowledge of saying, man, we can turn this conflict into a really entertaining story... Or it can go the other way and become a very, very painful group experience. It's really up to the players who are involved. I think, though, maybe even one last thing to just mention, too, is that you want your players to, if conflict moves in a direction that you as a DM decide and your players decide that the death of a PC because of this conflict is the outcome, 
and everybody's okay with it and shakes their hands and like is like, yes, this is actually a good role-playing thing and we're okay with it. That one thing that would be cool is even in my mind, you know, a couple episodes ago we talked about Funeral for a PC, is that if this was a fight that wasn't out of hate but out of we just have different worldviews but I care about you, to have that PC who killed the other PC be the one to bury that PC, to say words at their funeral, uh, to honor them in death. Like, you were an honorable warrior. You were an honorable fight. That would be an interesting end to that PC as well. I would just say, if that happened to me and, and my foe buried me, I would come back as a very vengeful ghost. And I, would go, <laughs> I would go right for his eyebrows, tear them off. It sounds like you fight with hatred in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, it seems like, okay, you're going to bury me now and speak at my funeral? What, are you going to oh go home gosh. to my wife and kids next? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, before we wrap up the show, let's head to the mailbag of holding. They've been asking for their mail on a daily basis. It's all they're talking about up there. That right there is the mail. Now, let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? Hey, Blockheads. DM Mitch here for this segment of the Mailbag of Holding. Today's email comes from DM Light. In his email, Light tells us that he is considering making a campaign much like the movie Groundhog's Day for his PCs, where they're all bound by fate. And if one of them dies and isn't revived within four to six hours, they wake up the next day and everything has reset to the last time they took a long rest. DM Light says, there are still consequences, but they can learn from them. Do you think this is a bad idea or something interesting and new? First of all, thank you so much for writing in DM Light. We appreciate the email. I will say that I really actually like this idea. I love the idea of being a player in this campaign because as a player who fits into the instigator category, I know that I would be resetting some days every now and then. And that's probably where my first piece of advice would be, is that if you're going to DM a campaign like this, I would say be willing to fully embrace the comedic aspect of a campaign like this. With this type of death mechanic, every player who does something ridiculous is just going to restart the group rather than themselves die. And because of that, you're probably going to have some instances once the PCs realize that this is happening that do turn out to be pretty ridiculous. Your players are going to probably have their PCs get risky, do some crazy things, and then if the it pays off and they succeed, it's fantastic. And if they don't, oh, you wake up again and let's go through it all again. If you're okay with that as a DM, I say this idea is fantastic. I would also encourage you to take notes because you will be going back in time and back in time, possibly a number of times to the same point. Be sure to take notes on your NPCs, on the things that happen that are going to stay the same, that the greetings will be the same for NPCs when PCs run into them. It'll really solidify the feeling that you want to get. And my last piece of advice would be to don't feel like you're bogged down to role play through every single mundane thing that you have gone back in time and need to role play through again. In fact, throw it to a player and say, hey, okay, so we went back this many hours and now you guys as 
characters want to get back up to the point that we were just at. Describe to me in a minute what goes down and have them just reiterate to you all the jumps in time that they go through and, oh, we meet this NPC again and he says the same thing and we do this and he does that and blah, blah, blah. And that would be a fantastic way to kind of just be able to move through the story a little bit quicker and not make this Groundhog's Day thing feel as terrible as Bill Murray felt while going through it. Thanks again for writing in DM Light. I hope that that response was helpful. And now back to the regular show. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this discussion about PC versus PC, a difficult thing definitely to discuss, a difficult thing to handle at a table. Um, and I, But we hope that this has helped you if you've ever dealt with this problem or ever will deal with this problem. Not always a problem. Sometimes it could be a great thing. But we hope that this helps you kind of be able to judge situations and know how to handle it as a DM. With that, Andrew, if our listeners would like to write into us, maybe they have some more specific questions for us on PC versus PC. Maybe they have some advice. Maybe they've got a story, whatever it is. Where can they reach us at? You can send us an email at dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. If you liked what you heard, and I'm sure you did, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps us out a lot, and hey, we might even read your review off. You can follow us on Twitter at DMS underscore block. That's at DMs block. And you can like us on Facebook. Both of those places are great places to go for updates about the show. We have a Patreon member shout-out of the week, and this week's Patreon member shout-out goes to... Trey Williams! Thank you so much, Trey Williams. Trey Williams is a bronze dragon, so Trey, we hope that you're enjoying all those bonus podcasts. They're available for you on Patreon. The DM's Block is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows like The GM Showcase, Geek Wars, We're So Bad at Adventuring, and more. And with that, we're turning off the mics, closing the computers, we're shutting it down for this week's episode of The Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all other people at the table. This is DM Andrew saying, I'll see you next time. And keep on dungeon mastering. Boom. Oh, you know what? I was not recording a single thing.
Goodbye.